Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. From Postcard from the Past and Wardour Studios. This is Podcast from the Past, the Postcard Podcast. This is the podcast where each time we revisit picture postcards that my guests have for some reason held on to, and together we explore what it was that caused them to keep these bumped, dinked, blue-tacked cardboard rectangles. Each time I welcome to the studio two guests, and it's their postcards that act as tiny prompts sending us to memories, mysteries and stories, and sometimes somewhere completely different. I'm Tom Jackson, and I'm delighted to say today my guests are comedian and writer Ben Moore and writer and podcaster Sean Pattenton. Ben and Sean, welcome to Podcast from the Past. Thank you. Thank Hello. you. Now, Sean Pattenton is, there's a few hyphens in here, uh, <laughs> author, artist, illustrator and podcaster. Uh, she's written for a great many publications, including uh, Smash Hits, The Face, The Guardian, NME... And she's written a series, two series of children's books, uh, the Agatha Bilk books, about an awful girl who likes setting fire to things. She is that does, right? I'm afraid, yeah. Not, not to yeah. be encouraged. No. Um, and also the Magical Peppers series. Yes, less setting fire in that. Right, well, we'll encourage those. <laughs> eh? um, and you'll have heard, you'll have heard, Sean, um, casting the pod in the mighty Big Mouth podcast, which is sort of high culture, low culture, lots of culture. And all the stuff in between. Yeah, yeah and it's absolutely. kind of a, a relentless, isn't it? You're on that, culture doesn't stop. Oh, it doesn't stop. Um, e- even we miss things and have to go back to things or mention stuff, and we're weekly, and we do three or four a week plus music, plus inserts and commentary and all sorts of things, yeah. Well, I take my hat off to you. It's amazing that you can just keep on top of all that stuff. I think there's just more culture than ever before. Right. <laughs> it's a sort of, maybe it's a sense of pushing Back. Uh, well, also, you're doing the service because you're filtering it for us a bit <laughs> yes, so we don't have to drown way. in it. Mm. Sean comes to the studio today bearing a TW1 postmark? That's right. What's that? That's the postmark for Central Twickenham. That's not even TW2. I mean, there is. Central Twickenham? Yes, there's a snobbery <laughs> about. <laughs> is that good or bad? Is. <laughs> of course, there's a snobbery about Twickenham postcodes. Um, TW1 is the main area. I call that the kind of the salt of the earth sort of area. Whereas TW2, TW9 is Richmond. I mean, that's really posh. Um, TW2 is the green. Um, so TW1 is, is where the very grounded people of Twickenham come from. Right. I mean, you know, why am I well, saying No angles you know, in this. There are, I, I used to want to push it away, but now. 
now I welcome it towards me. And there's something of that still in you. You can't rub that off. It's still there. Yes, the suburban um, wanting to get out into the city feeling um, that all good culture comes from, I think we could say. Um, fear of the country, um, wanting to go, not Twickenham is the country, but you're almost there, but you're not quite in Hammersmith. You're not quite in Richmond, which is in Surrey anyway. Um, there's something still, um, I think, that propels us forward if, if we're always feeling we're striving towards a better culture and then you know but also you kind of them. you very few of us get to choose where we're brought up yes you know your your powers of persuasion are very limited at that if, age. if any yeah. does anybody yeah. get to no, choose exactly yeah so i think those of us who ended up in the, or found ourselves in the suburbs you know you just have to go with it that's where you are mm. and it wasn't that bad i used to sort of uh, run off to the hammersmith clarendon if you remember that before it became a shopping mall um, oh. and the bus station where i used to go and see indie bands underage so it was near enough to go there and get the bus back home very good. So, yeah. yeah, close enough to town. When I was still at school, yeah. Yeah. I think one thing, and I don't want to go into a huge digression about the suburbs, but when you grow up in the suburbs, as I did too, I always still, I've commuted to town, I've worked in town for so many years, it's still exciting going into town. Yes. And I still end up wanting to go to the shops. Yeah. Now, you've been to work. Go home. <laughs> no, I'm just going to look at the shops. Yeah, yeah. Because they don't have them well, now in 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 in, uh, in Ballam or as it was down, mm. down in Sutton, you mm. know. Yeah. So the, the Twickenham feels very different as well. It's definitely somewhere people go to have children. Right. Oxford Street people don't go to Oxford Street to have children. It no, does no. seem a world apart, even though to a visiting alien it would seem very similar. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. yes, if you, if you, yes, you're either very very poor or very mm. very rich yes. to be growing up right here. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Very good. Now Ben Moore is a writer and comedian with a diverse career, including but not limited to Weekending, it's going back a bit, yep. Spitting Image, Elastic Planet, Knowing Me, Knowing You with Alan Partridge, yep. Fist of Fun, yep. um, One Man Shows, A Super Collider for the Family, yes, um, and the play Celia Canth. No, Celia Canth. Celia Canth. <laughs> yeah, Celia Canth. Uh, I think I just failed my dinosaur PhD. <laughs> um, and the radio series Undone. Yeah. And his journalism uh, has popped up in various places, including The Guardian, The Observer, The Idler. Um, but perhaps most importantly, uh, Ben's latest theatrical venture is the show Who Hears Lost, um, which is about road trips and families and so on. And ice cream and uh, ants and party games. And, yeah, it's sort of a road trip of the soul. So oh my goodness. it's two people uh, put together who shouldn't necessarily be together, discovering things that they they're more internal than external shall we say it's weird it's hard to describe your own work right so yeah. um yeah but it exists already fairly. and it's carrying on existing the show it's of course. Sort of, it's, it's yeah. growing and changing yeah. and brilliant very good and there's a couple of other projects in in uh, your back pocket at the moment is pronoun trouble and pronoun trouble yep that's the miscellaneous subjects that crossed my mind while listening to a lecture on Chuck Jones's hunting trilogy 1951 to 1953 which was nevertheless really good that's a lecture mainly about Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck cartoons <laughs> but also covers things like um, whether laundrette should be spelt with an e in the oh, middle or not so laundrette yes. or laundrette and uh, the way Elizabeth Moss spells her name with an S in the middle. You know, weird little things like that. And tons of book tips and tons of things about T-shirts and mugs as well. This is terrific. And we'll just throw one more back pocket project in. The brilliantly titled Book Talk, Book Talk, Book. Have I got that right? Absolutely. So it's kind of like um, Inception for book events where two authors are stuck within a book festival 
uh, talk where their moderator hasn't turned up, so they decide to start reading from their work, and it turns out that maybe they're not in control of what's going on. And then artificial intelligence comes into that, uh, washing up techniques come into that, um, authorship, card tricks as well. And you're throwing this sort of strange book talk event into real book events. Exactly. It's with a um, brilliant comedian called Joanna Neri, and she plays an, uh, one of the authors. I play the other author. Very good. Well, the, the world of book events is very ripe for hmm. mucking about with, I think. Yeah, very good. Looking forward to seeing that. Uh, now, Ben comes to us today with a CT5 postmark. Yep, that's that? Whitstable in Kent. Uh, oh. That's where I grew up. Uh, right on the seafront uh, on a road called Seawall, uh, we were a big old house that's now been separated up into different flats. But yeah, Whitstable in the 70s and 80s was um, a little bit more dusty and rusty and clattery. And uh, it's now much, it's had a lick of paint. Yes. A few places have been opened and, uh, uh, and it's a little bit different to how it was. But the beach is the same and the weather's the same. Well, the beaches are much higher. So really? They, yeah, as a flood defence. They raise the level of all the beaches along that sort of seafront down from the harbour. So in the old days, we used to come down all these steps for a swim after school or, you know, at the, the end of the summer holidays when the sea was actually much warmer. Um, but now there's like one step and everything's just pebbles up to that point. But... Along the other side of the harbour, we have Tankerton yeah. and the street. If you know that lovely sand bank um, that goes out into the middle of the Thames estuary, it uh, doesn't really get that far, but I have a postcard there. Oh, sandy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, goodness. The, the street wow. in Tankerton. There's another one. I don't think I knew the, what that was called. Yeah. Lots Amazing. of beach huts and things like mm. that. <laughs> We snuck a postcard in earlier. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. This is every, every, every postcard is a bonus. Mm. Um, and in fact, we should talk about postcards. Um, so, Sean, do you still send postcards? I have to say that I don't think I do send postcards. The door is just there. <laughs> this is going to make me send more. It really is. Oh, no, but I yeah. mean, it's not obligatory. We, we, the postcards that have been sent and received are still with us. Yes, so. absolutely. You have to go places to send postcards as well. No, I don't do you don't go anywhere? Not really. Day trip? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, I would if it was just, a day but trip. Surely the, the thinking of you. That, yes. that works. I yes. saw this and thought of you. Yeah. Yeah, I'd send a card, but I'm going to send postcards now a bit more. OK, well, yeah. it's not obligatory. Yeah. Really. People sometimes Very say cold. to me, oh, when a, when a postcard publisher stops trading and people say, oh, that's it for you then, oh, you must be... I thought, well, you know what? There are millions and millions and millions. Don't worry. Mm. Don't, they're not mm. going to run out. If we never wrote another postcard, we'd be fine. <laughs> um, now, Ben, when, how about you? When did you last send a postcard? Oh, uh, when I was working in uh, Berlin uh, just before Christmas, uh, I was recommended by... Uh, the friend who we're going to talk about maybe a little bit later, uh, to go and visit the extraordinary Soviet War Memorial in East Berlin, ah. um, in that park, huge. And um, I was very grateful to go there and so made sure I found a postcard that had a picture of that and sent a thank you for the tip. Oh, very good. So you weren't just sending the... You, it, it all made sense because yeah. you sent an image of what you'd been recommended exactly. from the place where you'd been... Yeah. This, this might be the perfect postcard. <laughs> you, you can come back. Uh, well, before we see and hear about the cards that Ben and Sean have brought along, um, give you a quick one of mine. This is, of course, a postcard from the past card, like I do on Twitter and the book. So I've selected just a bit of the message from the old card. So this is a card of a sort of medieval French yeah. town, which is actually, I can see, is called Le Puy-en-Valais. Does that mean the 
lentil or something, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, 1965. Uh, rather nice card, I think, actually. The yeah, French exactly. ones often have this little sort of logo at the bottom right, in this case, Iris. Yes. Um, it's got a slight decal on it as well. Oh, yeah. it has, it's not quite it? oh the more you look, yeah, the more intriguing it is. Yeah. Um, now, just the message in this um, refers to the picture. Often they don't refer to the picture. The message says, um, I came through here on my way. Alas, that the randomness of old towns will never happen again. When we do it now, it comes out like the Great West Road or Slough. So... <laughs> I just think, you know, you don't have to get a dig in. It's a nice place, but there are other nice places. So, um, yeah, they use that as a weapon to kind of beat up uh, mm. West London. Mm. But uh, I'll, I'll do you one more quick one. This is a British card. This is uh, York Minster. Oh, yes. Um, and as is nearly always the case uh, in, in pictures of um, postcards of cathedrals, there's a car park featured. It's, it seems to be like the law. You can't show a British cathedral without a mm. car park. Um, this is a old three and a half piece stamp, so it must be 1974. The picture looks a lot older. Those cars are ancient. They're all sort of Woolsies and Humbers and things. Yeah, the 60s, isn't um, it? And the message just amused me because there's something beautifully um, grateful and naive about the uh, reference to where they're staying mm. with these people. In fact, where Mum and Pop are staying, and they're writing to Hounslow in Middlesex, and they say, The guest house is really something. All carpets and beautiful bedrooms. And I thought, I don't know, what are we expecting? <laughs> carpets as yeah. being a benefit and bedrooms. Ah, can I interject here? Yes. I went on brownie camp and we were given by the, by the, um, uh, by the powers that be sort of sheets and sheets of writing paper and we had to write to our parents three times at least in the week. Oh, Every time. paper as well, so more. Paper, so envelopes, stamps. Every time I mentioned the carpet, I came back home. My parents were killing themselves laughing, going, "Do you like the carpet? Did you? Do you like oh. the carpet?" There's something about it was it was fitted carpets, and we didn't have them in our house. Maybe that's so it. Well, it is not a rugs. Thing. It's a thing. But these yeah. are certainly not kids. It's, it's mum and dad writing yeah. to Still, it's young. It's the power of a carpet. Yeah, yeah, oh, clearly. Yeah, yeah. I, I think maybe when you start sending postcards again, Chan. <laughs> Which is from tomorrow. Exactly. Just try and keep the carpet yeah. references in, and it's a winner. Yeah. That's yeah. the way it works. Yeah. Um, I should remind everyone at home listening that um, images of these cards, all the uh, cards you see and hear about, will be on the blog, postcardfromthepast.co.uk, so you can see we're not making it up. <laughs> now, now, Sean and Ben, you've got cards of your own that you brought in. Let's start with you, Sean. Yeah. What's the first card or cards? The first card, shall I describe the image? Oh, yes, please. It is a gate. It's a very old gate. It looks like a gate near a dry stone wall. And if you look, it says traditional farm gateway. Oh. Photographed by Mike Williams. Slightly unusual image to put on a card, I would have thought. It isn't. I mean, what it is, is it's, it's rustic, but it's also blank. It's not saying, I like you, I hate you. It's just saying oh. this is a gate. I think it's nice and Emotionally neutral. Emotionally neutral. And we'll realise why. <laughs> Maybe that's a key phrase, I don't know. Postcard. Do you want me to Yeah, decide? to tell us what you got. OK. November the 17th, 06, which is 2006. Many thanks for the awful tale of Agatha Bilk, and I'm glad I was some help. Don't know what that refers to. It was funny. No, it looks funny. So I... <laughs> looks funny isn't funny. So I hope it does well, and I'll look forward to reading it. And then it says, all forwarding, best, all good wishes. I think it says all good yeah, wishes. Yeah, Alan Bennett. Ooh. Yes. And then there's nice. a little thing to where 
the address is, and it says, I think Betjeman used to live here as a boy, which is true. He did Goodness. used to live. So that's where you you are living or were living then? Were living then, yes. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, how kind of Alan Bennett to write your card. I know, but how awful of me to keep bombarding him with my work <laughs> is what it is. I suppose I could ask you, how many books did you send him <laughs> exactly. before he responded? Which is why we have the emotionally neutral gate. Yeah. Um, and maybe a gate is you, you closing... <laughs> exactly. I'm closing the gate on this communication. Closed, it is a closed gate. You're right, it's a closed <laughs> gate. Um... I used to live in Camden, and everyone knew where Alan Bennett lived. Yes, yes, I remember. He doesn't live there anymore, there. but it was Gloucester Crescent, um, where they all lived and where the Lady in the Van is set um, many years after. But it was you would cycle past Alan Bennett's house and sort yes. of try and sort of wave. And I would, and I had a slight Alan Bennett obsession at the time. Still do, a little bit. Um, and so what I would so do... So you sent it to his home? Yes, oh, hence okay. the gate. And I'd sent him some other things as well in the past. A couple of plays and stuff just to see. I'm just trying to get the conversation going. Um, and I sent him a book. Finally, I had actually something published. Um, don't think he read any Smash It's features I wrote, but there you go. You never know. You never know. Um, and he did look at it and he sent me that postcard back. Fantastic. Apropos of, of nothing, he could have said absolutely nothing at all, but he sent that back and it was just such a delight. As I say, I, I don't know. Oh, I, I need to frame it, I think. That is really something. nice. Really nice, yes. My dad also collared him at a book signing and said, my daughter keeps sending you things. I mean, thanks, Dad. Uh, it's it's yeah. her. Yes, and, he, and I've got a book signed that says, to Sean, like, thank you for sending me everything, love, Alan Bennett. Um, it said something like, thank you for the play. Oh. He knows, I'm sorry. It's the stalking thing. I'm trying not to. Yeah, but, but I mean... There's yeah. a real fondness there, and I'm probably his youngest stalker yeah, yeah. by no, a few days. And to be honest, I... I think they probably people like him receive things that are far less comfortable than a children's book. Fine, you know, don't you think? I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, right. it's kind. Mm, it's lovely, it, isn't it? At, how, how long was this book that I wrote? That one, yeah. The well, it's about twenty thousand words. It's not very long, really. Yeah. He could nice have read it in the afternoon. Said, I enjoyed it. Not, I'm but looking forward to it. Pretended to have read it. Yes, no, I've read it. <laughs> Come on, Alan. <laughs> Yes, but he's an artist. It's about the truth. Um, well, so he might not want to infect his own prose style by well, getting course, too wrapped up in yours. He, he could have been so inspired by my children's fiction that it all gone downhill for him. And he would have been called a plagiarist, but no. Well, maybe that's it. No, I maybe think it's, it's lovely. I, yes, I, do, is, I do think that the... Well, first observation, postcards exist mainly as thank yous these days rather than yeah. days out. Yeah. But also I think the world of books is quite good at postcards. Because you get promotional postcards for yes. books and 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 sort but it comes of thank with the territory, doesn't it? I mean, rather than an email, he's going to send a postcard, isn't he? Yeah, but I think it's I think it's really I think it's actually is a really wonderful thing to have. It is. It reflects really, really well on him, actually. Yeah, I think that's terrific. Yeah, uh, can Very it reflect good. slightly well on me? Not too bad. How do you me? mean? That I'm not a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> how, do you, how do you mean? No, no, I, yeah, I fine. lost that bit. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you did well. You did. You got away with it. <laughs> Thank you. Got That's what I need to know. No court orders mm -hmm. or anything. Right. Let's let's move on to you then, Ben. What's the first thing you've got for us? Ah, should we do this one first or this one? <laughs> if, if we're accusing Sean no, of no. vanity, and so, there's even more direct vanity in this one. Oh, but what well, you got? show us um, what you got. It's sort of. Yes, well, it's from the Best of All series uh, by Whiteholm of Dundee. Oh, yes. and An old on, publisher, actually, I think. And on one side, there's this beautiful Scottish landscape. We've got heather, we've got a lock, we've got uh, bushes, we've got mountains. And the caption says, Ben Moore and Stabinian. So it says uh, Ben Moore, your name, Ben well, Moore. Well, it's spelt slightly differently, but the name of the mountain is Ben Moore. 
Very good. And in the caption on the back, <laughs> oh, it gets better. The majestic Ben Moore, <laughs> 3,852 feet, and Stabinian, 3,821 feet. You that's are not tall. As, that's not, well, thank you. That's not quite as majestic. In Perthshire, this view looks southeast from Strathfillan with the village of Crianlaric uh, nestling at the foot of the mountains. And it's from my mother. Very nice. And she writes, I couldn't resist the card. <laughs> I saw your mountain and tried to take a photo. Hope it comes out. Lots of delicious scenery, lots of delicious whiskey and good hotels. I met up with a French family. The daughter speaks English. We'll ring you when I get home, love, Mum. Very nice. And um, there's another story. So uh, another, this mountain, some people in Scotland believe that I've made my name up. Oh, I see. Because there is the mountain, Ben Moore, and they think, well, that's, that's quite a strange coincidence. It's not. I mean, my father's was one of the Yorkshire Moors. So he's from Yorkshire. No. So it's spelled M-O-O-R without yes. an E. So there's many different spellings, but I'm one of the Yorkshire Moors. <laughs> uh, but another friend said, oh, they were having a lovely walking holiday with a, a, a chap that they were seeing at the time, and they, they lay down, and, and he, he pointed out, oh, the lovely views, and look, overlooking us now is Ben Moore. And he reached in... <laughs> For a kiss, and she kind of got a little bit awkward about it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful postcard. I think you know, as you said, it's slightly the, oversized, isn't it? So it's a, a little bit, good one. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's, uh, the beauty of your book and um, your, the Twitter account is is the colours that retain, you know, the, the the printing techniques for those images from the past. They just stay fresh for some reason. They really put yes. the ink into it, didn't they? Yeah, I don't know. I sometimes think that, that, that sometimes they come out sort of both oversaturated yeah. but also terribly faded at the same time. Mm. There's something odd about the colour, t- uh, quality of the colours, I think. But isn't that memory as well? Oh, sometimes yes. you remember the, the warmest summer when yes. it wasn't, when it was a little bit cloudy, and yes. sometimes the opposite is true yes. as well. Yes, yes. And, and actually, if I'm going to blow, uh, we've all been blowing our own trumpets, what I like about the messages on the postcards is whatever you think about them, they're real. Mm. They are really what that person wrote that day. So um, they might be odd and they might be strange and they might be inconsequential, but that is what was going on. Mm. So uh, was, was nostalgia and memory often are very deceptive and yeah. you don't quite, you know, you, you, do, you do falsely remember things all the time. Sure, but I mean, I hear the voice of my mum well, when I read the words. Mm, and yeah. I'm sure the same mm. with the Alan Bennett. I'm yeah, and, voice. oh, you know, I think that there's nothing more poignant is there than, no. than, than something like that and the old thing she made the effort to send it to you i know yeah. she God could have said oh, i'm not bothering with him. <laughs> not bothering with him well my my other brothers and sisters don't have mountains uh <laughs> because they're not bens um but yeah so i, I you know i'm very proud of that and uh, as i say you know so it's, it's a lovely memory and it, 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 it ticks the box of being a proper topographical postcard from a place to someone in the family that is that's a classic <laughs> that's a classic but you've got something a bit odder here as well this fella? Yeah. Right. I don't understand what that is. Can well, you... OK. Well, during at about the late 90s, turn of the century, mm. before everyone had mobile phones and had all the texting and the emails, before, you know, used to ask people, are you on email? <laughs> Which people used to say, are you on the telephone? Mm. Mm. Um, but this was the period, and all bars and nightclubs and um, cafes would have a tray of postcards. They'd have a unit by the door with publicity postcards going oh, yes, down like and down. Oh, yeah, like a boomerang. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. And they'd all be different images and different things. And this one's from 2002, and it's part of the world's largest signed and numbered limited edition artwork. 
and it was made for the art show, a new 10-part series on Channel 4. Starts Friday the 27th of September with a photography weekend. And it's number 800,000... It's number 885,906 of 1 million, and it just says the world's largest signed and numbered limited edition artwork. Okay, so it's a promo for a Channel 4 programme. I get that. Do you think someone. uh, Were they all different numbers in the rack? They would have been. Yeah, so I've got at least I've got another one. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the don't un- try and collect them all. <laughs> no. Well, who knows nice how many no. are still there? I'm around. tempted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I've got a couple. I have, a, you know, a, a little box of, of the boomerang. That was exactly the, yeah, the company, yeah. and um, various different uh, promotion techniques were were done. And you didn't have, have to put them in the post. You could just, you know, use them just to, as like calling cards as well. That's a re- it's a really cool piece of PR, isn't it? Someone, someone at an agency definitely came up with that. Yeah. Also, what I like about it, it's trying, is it not, to mimic the post office lettering oh, font good. with the red. I thought that's what it was when I yes, first saw it. Yes, it looks like a while you were out card. But did we get so many of those in those days? Ooh. Now oh, no. we get them several times a week. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. we didn't Amazon and mm. I mm. think they didn't have the red on them in those days, but I could be wrong. No, maybe they didn't. But it now looks like that, doesn't it? Definitely. And, and even with the, the windows to be filled in. Yes, yeah. and it does have the authorised signatory. So there's an, a number of artists, and I guess they all signed a few each. Yeah. Um, so do you signature. think this is signed by an artist? Or oh, just yes. A, it's I got, thought it might be someone from Channel 4. It's got all the names of all the artists oh. that I So assume. who's that, then, do you think? Mm. Well. It's going to be worth a fortune. <laughs> someone with an I in their name? Do we even know these artists anymore? Mm. When it goes online, when it goes Tom, online, you're you right have then. to see yes, what the response yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. absolutely. But, and, and then yeah. the bids will start coming in <laughs> no, for you, no. and you'll be able to yeah. uh, retire. <laughs> no, very, very good. Well, two rather oddly um, differing cards there. Really interesting. Thank you very much. Um, a quick card from me now. Uh, this is um, you're talking about the saturation of colours. This oh. is John Hind, mm. who really were the best for this brightness oh, they used to yes. really pump up the color that yellow um yeah really amazing and and unusually they were one of the few publishers who actually put a, a, a name for the photographer each time mm. because they considered the photographers to be you know, they that put serious. a name for the people they've taken a picture of didn't they? <laughs> no. <laughs> no and <laughs> someone sue. someone always wore, well they've been put there specially oh, because okay. someone always wore red in a john hind oh um, as a sort of foreground interest oh. they were quite artfully done um and anyway this was sent in 1970 so the colours held up well. Mm-hmm. Sent to uh, Gloucester from Torquay, I think. It's a picture for uh, the listener of the harbour at Torquay, the inner harbour, since you ask. And the message is, um, It has turned rainy, so I treated myself to a new, expensive, in speech marks, hairdo <laughs> this morning and spent most of my ready cash on a shopping spree. Bad for my bank balance, but jolly good for the morale. <laughs> I thought, what do you do? The weather turns bad. Get your hair done. Hair do. So that was really sweet. Yeah. Very nice. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to Podcasts from the Past, the Postcard Podcasts. And my guests today are comedian Ben Moore and writer, illustrator, podcaster, Sean Pattenden. And we've received a postcard. Ooh. And this postcard is from Nora Powell in Glossop in Derbyshire. And Nora says, the answer is Bruce Willis. Uh, I'm afraid, Nora, that's the wrong answer, so <laughs> have another go next time. Um, now, on with the uh, podcast. Sean, you've got, yes. I think, two for one here? Yes, what I have. What have you got for us? They're both of my mum. Um, one We're is... We're doing quite sort of familial cards there, aren't we? But that's we okay. are, that's aren't okay. we? Um... Well, it's postmarked 3rd of August, 3rd of August, 1982, from Twickenham, 2.15pm, when they actually put the time. Oh, my time. goodness, that is precise. Now, Twickenham had a main post office, so it would stamp the time and you would have a few, a few a day. Yes. This was a big postal thing that's now been turned into luxury. Flats, of course, <laughs> by the bridge. Theme. Yes, indeed. And she's put first class on it and underlined it twice. And I, I really like that, when you have to tell the post people... What? But the funny the thing is, gone? where's the stamp gone? I've obviously taken it. It probably wasn't marked, and I've taken it and used it on something oh, else. I want the hope that it didn't. It wasn't yeah. sort of electronically franked. You could just yeah, yeah. And I used to do that and then sell the tape over them. And me and my pen pal friends would just use the same stamp all the time. We'll put that on the, the same list as stalking. <laughs> over the kettle, do you use Abuse of the Queen's yeah. Mail. Yeah, it was fun at the time. I right. thought you were going to say you collected stamps and kept it. No. no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, so we're obviously on holiday. Me. My sister and my dad. He says, Dear Sean, thanks so much for the PC. That's postcard. I'm missing you all too. Aww. So she's responding to something. So I must have said, Missing you. Brilliant. And I would have put, And the cat. <laughs> um, so she hasn't mentioned that because she would have been annoyed that she got in the same breath as the cat. <laughs> I tried to get Smash It today, but it doesn't seem to be coming out till the 5th of August. Can you see the changes wrought on our hometown? Love to you, Esther, Dad and Elspeth. And because she sent me a postcard of Twickenham, which is quite saturated. And this postcard presumably says King Street Twickenham isn't dated, but it's 70s. So the changes are what subsequent to that picture. The picture is the old image. This is old Twickenham. The changes would have been 1982 which is the past now, but there, there aren't many changes, Mum. It's like, yeah, there's a bus. Yeah. <laughs> that bus has moved. Yeah, there's a different shop, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. But I love that they wrought on our hometown. That's fantastic, isn't it? Wrought on our hometown. And it's, it's quite negative, isn't it? 
changes are wrought. Changes are wrought. They're not improvements. No, no, they're wrought on what was... Something <laughs> glorious and golden. But it's still our hometown. This would be the point. 1982, I'm 11. So I'm thinking I'm not that pleased with my hometown. I'd really much rather it was Hammersmith. Um, but it's your hometown for a while, yeah? Yes, absolutely. Um, so she said, love to you, Esther and Dad, and my sister and my dad, Elspeth. She signed Elspeth. Is that her name? Yes. Well, it's a good thing that it's her name. Her name is no, no, Carol sorry. or something like that. But she hasn't signed it Mum. But we get on to the next oh, one. Is that because you're getting too... She thinks you're too grown up suddenly or you're going through a I phase? no or? idea. Or maybe she was just, you know, churning out loads of postcards, signing them Elspeth, and I was just one well, of a it, list of It can many. be done, can't it? you sort of just signing stuff. Maybe there were a lot of changes wrought to our hometown <laughs> that month. And, and your I mean, home life. <laughs> yes. And suddenly, yeah, she signed But I, I need to ask you about the smash hits because... Yes. So you were a fan. Yes, I obviously got smash hits at the time and I had obviously I must have written her a postcard that said, Miss you, how's the cat doing? Can you get me smash hits when we come back? And or can you send me smash hits because I am so bored yeah, in yeah. Norfolk and there's nothing to do. You need to read those Duran Duran lyrics. Yeah, something like that. Look at picture of Wham or something. So She's tried to find it and not been able to. And, yes, this is obviously precursors the time when I wrote to them and said, can you give me a job? That's fa- it's fascinating yeah. that your, yeah. your sort of uh, there, your career in life is already being mm. mapped out <gasps> in W.H. Smith's yes. Twickenham. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So that's that one. And then she sends me, 12 years later, a postcard that she's obviously put in an envelope because it's not addressed and it hasn't got a stamp in it. And that was to stop thieving so the postcard didn't get lost in the post. Oh, uh, OK. Yeah. That's a weird image. What is that? It's an image. It's it's by Carol White, and it's called Allegro Strepitoso. This 1932. Art. It's art from the Tate Gallery. 32. And it's a lion escaped from the zoo attacking two girls who don't look unlike myself and my sister at the time, brunette and a blonde. That's amazing. I know. I've never seen that. It's good, isn't it? It, might, it would have reminded her of Stanley Spencer, who is I was going to say, it's got a sort of favourite painter. It's got a bit of that going on, definitely. Yes, which is why she probably would have chosen it. But I like the fact it's a lion mauling what looks like a young lady, which I was at the time. Thanks, Mum. Um, dear Sean, tried to get in touch with you telephonically today. Telephonically. She didn't try and phone me. She tried <laughs> to get in touch with me telephonically with no luck. She's coming out quite poetic, my mum, isn't she? That's yes, good. Wrought on our hometown. So I'm writing the... Writing re the boring old insurance for van. We both had vans. Please, can you send a cheque made out to insurance company by Friday? £470.33p. Thanks. Speak to you soon. And this is the difference. Heart. No, oh. no kisses. Mummo. Mummo. Now, Mummo is how we know the woman. She's oh. not Elspeth. She's Mummo. And this comes from me and my sister used to get very bored waiting for her to come home from work in the holidays. And so because I wanted to... I had the pretensions to be a playwright, which is why I was badgering Alan Bennett as well, I wrote a play called Waiting for Mummo, as in Waiting for Godot. Yes, OK. And from that point, she was known as Mummo, as in Godot, as in that's how it... So, <laughs> so she's you, still Mummo from that. you created at that moment, and then it stuck. Yeah, I mean, obviously she's dropped the T. But, um, yes, Mummo stuck from that play. Oh, it was we Mummo with a T on the well, end. Well, it's got a Mummo. French I mean, Mummo. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, so what I found interesting, she's Elspeth there, but she's yes. reverted back to Mummo, which is she's in a better mood in that postcard. Is she still with us? She is. And is she Mummo so. now? She's Mummo now, yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah. And I was interested that 
this is being used for such practical purposes. It's like sending a message to go and buy a magazine, sending yeah. a message to Do get your insurance. insurance. It's running out and she's obviously getting reminders. That one really would be an email now or a phone call or a text. It would, would you, wouldn't, you wouldn't send a postcard about paying Grayside Adelson £170.33. And it's probably because money was mentioned that she put it in the envelope. Because yeah. it's a bit sort of, you don't want, to be, don't want to be being too flash in front of the postman about the fact that you can afford 170 quid for your insurance. Yeah, in 1992. Mm, yeah, maybe that's why. But you never know, she might have sent something with it. She used to send me chocolate and stuff. Oh, that's nice. Stop that. There's no hint of... No, <laughs> no, no. no, no. I can maybe a bit of uh, yeah, arrow. I think maybe I don't mm-hmm. know. Very good. Well, that's very. Thank, thank you for sharing Mummo and and Elspeth uh, with us, Sean. Mm. Uh, ben, you're going to take us somewhere very strange. I think <laughs> I am. It, this um, postcard. It, I obviously bought it from the location uh, and never sent it and kept it as a, a souvenir. Real souvenir. Um, now, obviously, for most buildings, if you buy a souvenir postcard of the building, you get a picture of the outside or maybe a, a, a room in inside. Uh, for the Madonna Inn in San Luis Obispo, California, they have chosen a, an interior <laughs> shot for the front of the postcard and it happens to be the gents' lavatory. Oh. Um, for a very good reason. Um, here on the back it says, it's 100 Madonna Road, San Luis Obispo, California. Uh, and I remember this would have been 1995. Uh, Wine cellar men's room, the most talked about men's restroom in the world. <laughs> Famous for its massive rock waterfall and giant clamshell sinks. Photography, copyright 1992, Phyllis Madonna. Um, so I was on a road trip with a couple of chums. Um, Stuart Lee, the comedian, and Kevin Eldon, comedian, actor, brilliant actor. and uh, oh, We were travelling around. That must have been interesting. It was an extraordinary couple of weeks. Uh, the whole story in that as well. Uh, we started off in San Francisco, we made our way in uh, into um, uh, sort of through Yosemite down to uh, Tucson, Arizona and then made our way back uh, via Los Angeles up the coast and we obviously stopped at the Madonna Inn. Um, I, I think what happened was the, 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 um, the engineer who was hired by the state of California to build that highway was granted a piece of land along the highway and he chose to build a motel on this land and um, gave his wife carte blanche to decorate any room, all the rooms, in different styles. So you have a Louis Fourteenth palatial bedroom, you have a sort of Tudor room, you have... Oh, so no uniform style? This is no, all really... Literally piecemeal. every room is different. Um, there's a cave man cave you know <laughs> prehistoric room as well and the gents toilet is notoriously famous i mean this was, again this is the days before everyone had webs and you know all these smartphones and everything and you had to book so many things in advance you had to plan in advance you had to buy a guidebook and make your your trips and i was doing a little bit of traveling at the time using greyhounds and um you know, using one of those those calling cards that you'd have to long distance calling cards oh, where yes, you'd scrape yes. off the number as a code and that was credit, God. and book way in advance to stay in motels and youth hostels and all these brilliant places. So I did lots of travelling on those buses at the time around the states, and met up with Stuart and Kevin in San Francisco. And as I say, we went around. Uh, we ended up at um, fantastic. Uh, Restaurant called Pea Soup Andersons in California right. as well, and their their signature dish, of course, was a bowl of pea soup, which right. was extraordinary. I, I'm sure these places are still there, and the Madonna Inn is one of those 
landmarks that on all the guidebooks, if you're driving halfway between Los Angeles and San Francisco, the other way around as well, um, you would have a comfort break and you would enjoy these facilities. So you didn't stay there? We didn't, no. We were literally on the road and we uh, needed a break. And, of course, this was... It was kind of planned that we'd make our break. I was going to say, imagine stumbling on that. That would be like a dream. That would be very odd. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I'm sure nowadays, you know, they'll pop up on the the clever map thing on your phone and just say, oh, it's this, this sort of thing you yes, like, the algorithm. Attraction ahead. Yeah, mm. exactly. And could you go and look at the rooms? Because presumably people are spending a lot of money to stay there. I agree. Yeah. No, we didn't. I don't think we did. I think we just sort of looked at the, the, the board outside and the other postcards mm. and I'm sure were on display. But, and I, I didn't quite get the detail. You did or didn't use the toilet? We definitely did. Excellent. <laughs> uh, we definitely felt refreshed. All afterwards. three of you? I oh, like, yes, I like yes, a bit not, of gossip uh, here, isn't it? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I, I, whether we're all uh, in a row or one at a time, I can't remember. Okay, but the, that's um, good information. But the, the huge clamshell sink basins are extraordinary as well. Yeah, you and, expect Venus to uh, arise out of yeah. that. And I really do hope, although it's, as I say, 25 years ago and onwards, um, it's still this extraordinary landmark that you know you'd, you'd want to pop into and... Either rest your bones in, in any way you feel fit. It's so American, isn't it? That whole sort of, let's just do it and we'll taste be damned. We'll just make it happen. <laughs> I think that's really exciting. But yeah, well, I mean, it's got its own taste, I think, and mm. it's sort of um, mid twentieth century, um, futuristic past, but also celebrating the present of that, you know, of those days. Can I ask if the rocks are they polystyrene rocks? Are they real rock? That's rock, isn't it? I think it, it like is real rock, down. yes, exactly. And, and the water flows from the top of the room Ooh. all the way down. So, Sean, you wouldn't know this, but, you know, Jenny's <laughs> toilet, they tend to be uh, below head yes. height, and uh, but this is all the way up you to the ceiling. You could shower in there if it wasn't you, right? <laughs> I... Would not recommend it, but you could, yes. But also, um, if, you, if you, you thought you really should go in there but weren't quite in the mood to use that yeah you soon would be it's so absolutely it's, very so it's an inspiration <laughs> and they've still got the phone number for reservations on the back of the postcard so um, I, I really do hope as i've not been back but um no never go back never well go back. no but it'll uh, never be the same but i i, I really hope that uh, you know it's still providing great comfort to travelers <laughs> Along that route. <laughs> yeah, and I hope it still holds the record as the, the finest restroom. Yes, that, that, that's most important. Very hard to judge. It's like, what was it, the um, uh, Don DeLillo, the, uh, the most photographed barn in America? You know, the, which, no. one, of the, one of his books, um, the, the people were driving um, down the road and they'd keep seeing signs saying, five miles to the most photographed barn in America, <laughs> three miles to the most... Pho- I think, well, we've got to stop and take a photo of the most photographed barn in America. Oh, yes, so. So it creates its own myth. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Postcards do quite like as extremes. I've got lots of different cards of the smallest house in Britain. Mm. And I don't think they're always the same house either. <laughs> so, what, what kind of a... Anyway, it's not a great thing to be mm. proud of, is it, the smallest house in Britain? I don't know. Yeah. Biggest would be nice. Oh, yeah. yeah, but, but there's always uh, someone going to have a bigger house than yeah. you. Yeah, some toilets made out of old clamshells. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, both of you, thank you so much for coming along and sharing your cards today. Um, thank you. Thank I've you. said it before, I never know where the cards are going to take us. Um, I'm delighted that you shared them with us and me and the, and, and, and the listeners. Uh, another quick re- reminder for everyone at home, we will be um, having pictures of these cards, including you know, the, the lavatory. Um, 
a first, by the way, for this program, um, on on the website postcardfromthepast.co.uk, including one last one from me in the past postcard style. Um, this is a card from Nerja in Spain. Don't know why I find that hard to say. And it was sent to Highgate in North London. And actually, you were talking about how you had to plan before we had mobiles. Um, I think this is a card before people had... Maybe it is a mobile, but maybe it's a phone. It says, it was good to speak to you on Wattie's phone. Wattie must be a person. She says, she does enjoy it now, although she never wanted a telephone before. I thought, wow, that's opening a door in your life, isn't it? Mm. To have a telephone, mm. having not had a telephone. I mean... Having we were... eschewed a telephone, having said no yeah, to a yeah, telephone, yeah. Oh, wait. really strongly. Too much fuss. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, well, before we let Sean and Ben back out into the mm. sunny-ish, cloudy Soho afternoon, I've got one more postcard for you both. It's customary for us to end the show with one of these. Uh, I don't know if you will have seen one of these before, but perhaps you could right. use your powers of description to <laughs> tell me what it is. Oh, it's got writing on the back. Is it a um, a, a piece of music? Is it a record? It is a record. So oh, you, yes. you 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 can put there's a hole in the middle of it which you put on a t- record turntable. Mm. Um, there's two china figures on the front. Oh, that's what they are. Yes. So I assume it plays a piece of music that connects with the china figures. I think there is very little connection in this case because this is a Polish um, mm. record. And although there are records mm. as postcards where the image, where they're made to be postcards, mm. as far as I can tell, in Poland they took existing postcards. This postcard is actually from the museum, mm. I think, in Warsaw. But someone else, another company, takes the postcard and then lays on it this incredibly thin film of acetate or something mm. with record grooves on it. I thought you were going to say of acid house. And then no. if you play this strange <laughs> Polish thing, you get boom, boom, boom. Well, shall we find out whether you do or not? (laughs) Young Tom over there has the technology. Quite sad. Do you speak Polish? No, but... It's very evocative, isn't it? I mean, it is. Do you know the film Cold War? Yes, very well, yes. This this is actually, I happen to know, I've done a bit of research because I, my wife speaks Polish, and this is by a very well-known Polish singer called Mieczysław Fogg, F-O-G-G, and he was a massive star during and after the war, right. and he may well have actually had his songs in Cold War, yeah. I think he probably does, and it's a song to the mother. So, uh, you know, you can feel a bit of that going on. Yeah. Mother or, 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 or mama. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I say the same thing when we play this every time. It's pretty good for a piece of cardboard. Isn't it fantastic? Yeah. Yeah. I rather love it. It reminds me of a um, letter, letter from an unknown woman. That kind of... You know, um, very chintzy European music that oh, yes. follows them as they have a romantic time. Yes. And then it's pretty good. Anyway, as the porcelain dolls continue to rotate at exactly 33 revolutions per minute, that's it for this time on Podcast from the Past. I'd very much like to thank my first-class guests for sharing the postcards from their pasts, Ben Moore and Sean Patton. Thank you both. Thank you. 
and thank you for listening. Bye for now. O matce pieśń, to pieśń przez łzy, to pieśń bez słów. You can see more postcards with their messages posted every day on Twitter. Do follow me at Past Postcard. And you can buy the book Postcard from the Past by me, Tom Jackson, at Amazon and all good booksellers. And if you're looking for podcast production, check out wardorstudios.co.uk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.